Welcome to the Fieldscast. I'm Adam. And I'm Connor Kent. C- Connor Kent? Superboy. Oh! Oh, that's a good one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, uh, we're talking about a subject I'm actually relatively new to. I've been only into it for about a year or so. But uh, it's dumb and weird and I love it. Wrestling. Professional wrestling. What is Wrestling. What is, what is your experience with wrestling? Alright, so I actually have prior experience to wrestling, just a little bit. I was too young to really understand what was going on. Yeah. But I used to watch it when... You like the cream. I do like the cream. <laughs> the cream of the top crop. <laughs> but um, this was back when I was kind of in questionably middle school. Yeah. Back when WWE was just starting to transition into WWE when it was previously WWF. Yeah, it was yeah. the World Wildlife Federation. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be, well, it got sued by the World Wildlife Federation, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, now it's World Wrestling Entertainment. Yep. So yeah, I was watching it in between those days, so. And then I stopped, and I don't remember why or how or whatever, but stopped watching it. Just lost interest. Fair. I, I remember randomly seeing shit as a kid, just seeing random wrestling stuff, but I didn't know anything. Like, I I have a stark memory of not liking Kurt Angle and being like, he he, uh, he was a very American wrestler and going, he's a good guy, but I don't like him. I, I was just a child. I had no clue what was going on. I don't remember, like, any specifics of um like people like i remember basically i guess the quote unquote legendaries yeah so like i know who undertaker is triple mm-hmm. h john cena the rock this was back when the rock was still wrestling yeah. and i think while when i was watching he was kind of getting out of wrestling too yeah that's when he was starting to add, do his get, move into his acting career yeah i mean i love the rock don't get me wrong yeah, everyone loves the rock everybody loves the rock uh but yeah reese i i only got into wrestling like watching it watching it in the past year I have a weird story about how I got into wrestling, and I really like it. So, like, <laughs> how did you get into wrestling, and why? So, it was a cold February night. Uh, I had to do laundry, because I was completely out of clothing. But there was only lo- one laundry machine in my dorm. So, I'd wait until, like, ten or so, but I had to do about two loads. It would, t- it would do- take about two hours, i say. It was probably later than ten, actually, because I remember it was, like, I finished at, like, two and so I had to do all my laundry, and I needed something to keep me awake. So I go to YouTube, and I'm too tired to watch anything coherently. So I was like, I just need something stupid to listen to. And Little Karibo, creator of uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged and the concept of abridging, uh, and also other things, uh, he, he uploaded a new episode of his series, The Mark Remark. Uh, the Mark Remark is him making fun of wrestling. I, I didn't watch the previous episodes to it because I was like, I don't know anything about wrestling. I don't want to watch this. But I was like, fine, I'll just listen to his voice for, like, <laughs> however long the video was. And it was really funny. Like, it was just a funny thing about wrestling. I didn't need to know what was going on for him to, for me to understand, you know, the what he was saying. Right. I, I understand now there was a lot of jokes I didn't get, but that was because there were a lot of, like, wrestling insider jokes. But I get those now. <laughs> well, now you're watching it. I yeah. get it. But, you gave me. So I watched the uh, older episodes I had, and uh, passed the time. Uh... So I'd, I'd watched the Mark Remark whenever it came out, uh, but eventually he got sick. He uh, he couldn't uh, continue doing the episodes, and this was like during the summer. So I was like, ah, oh, uh, sucks, but you know, I I know more about wrestling now, and I'll watch it when it comes back. But then, uh, John Cena got his nose broken. Like, 
I heard I heard on Twitter because I was on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. He uh, during a match he had his nose actually broken, blood pouring down his face, and he finished the match. Like he finished wrestling, and I was like, wow, that sounds really impressive. I want to see that. John Cena's a trooper. Yeah. So I watched the episode it happened on. I was like, that was kind of fun. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to see the Marker Mark episode of it, but I couldn't. So I, that's why I watched the real episode. But so of course I had to watch the following week's episode because <laughs> I wanted to see the fallout because one of their top performers was just seriously injured. Like he needed surgery. Oh damn! They they showed the picture of him with the broken nose and it is awful. It's like a giant bulb right on his nose. Oh. It's like oh I feel really bad for him. So I I watched the next week's episode and then I just kept watching <laughs> and. It's really enjoyable. Alrighty. It's it's dumb and it's weird and it's silly and sometimes it's really really good and I got into it. Okay, so like, do you have a favorite res- uh, wrestler? There's a lot. Because uh, well, uh, there's a lot of characters I really enjoy. Like right now, there's a, a group. There's three guys called. Their group is called the New Day. And they're uh, Xavier Woods, Big E Langston, and uh, Kofi Kingston. And they were three, like, singles wrestlers who formed a group and were given a really bad, uh, like, character of being, like, evangelical guys. Like, southern evangelical guys, but not with Christianity, but with positive. These guys are black. (laughs) They were given the role of being black churchmen. (laughs) It was a little racist. But... Someone eventually gave them a microphone, and they started, like, being the funniest thing on earth. (laughs) Uh, Xavier Woods has a trumpet. No, a trombone, I'm sorry. Uh, Her name is Francesca. Well... The trombone's name is... Yeah. Okay. He had... Well, he had Francesca, and then Francesca got broken, so he had Francesca too, which has (laughs) one of my favorite lines. It's like, dude, it's been a week. You got a new new, uh, 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 saxophone? I have needs. He implies he fucks his, tr- his saxophone. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching uh, what instrument is like 14 times. By yeah, like... he, he he implies he fucks his cello. Like, <laughs> like he does it more than once. They they beat up. They were heels. They were bad guys for for a time. So they beat up John Cena and Randy Orton and all these like top guys. And they're like, where these guys never get the shit kicked out of them. We're rarer than unicorns. And then unicorns became part the key cornerstone of their identity. They ha- they started selling unicorn horns that light up, and oh they wore God. them to the ring. They have unicorns on their outfits. Oh jeez! They, they they made a cereal. They they first they made a fake cereal called Bootios because they would <laughs> call people booty. They'd be like, "That guy is booty," ha ha ha, because you're bad. But then they made a fake cereal called Bootios. They make sure you're not booty. So that they sold the cereal box with a t-shirt in it. <laughs> Guess what's coming out, like, soon? A real cereal! Seriously? Called Bootios! <laughs> with unicorns on the cover! That's amazing. I want to go- I was just to say, you're buying they, them. They sell it at FYE, apparently. Oh my god! Or they will sell it at FYE. Oh god. I know. I know! Uh, those guys are great. Uh, I really enjoy Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, he's a Japanese wrestler who is known for strong style. Uh, strong style is in it, it's called kayfabe when it's like in canon like when it's within the story uh, in story it's just like a mixed martial arts style of wrestling it mixes a lot of different styles together in real life it's wrestling that looks really real and it looks really real 
because it's kind of real. <laughs> uh, it's called Strong Style because they are actually hurting you, each other. Like, they are hitting <laughs> each other hard. Harder, mind you, I should say, harder than wrestlers usually hit each other. Like, when wrestlers punch each other, they're not usually really punching each other. But when you use Strong Style, you're punching each other a little bit. <laughs> it really looks like it hurts. Just a little bit. Uh, he's, he's really charismatic. He's like, uh, if Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury was a Japanese man, a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it's also really accurate. <laughs> I, I really like this character because he's gone through a really great storyline. Uh, his name is Pentagon Jr. He he wrestles in Lucha Underground. Uh, he started off as kind of just a no-name mass wrestler, but he started breaking people's arms because he had a guy that he was worshipping. Wait, uh, like for real? No, no, no. Okay. It, well, in storyline, yes. In real life, no. Okay. But it, what he would do was he'd like, attack, after he beat someone, he'd break their arm and say, this is a sacrifice to you, but he'd say it in Spanish. And I don't speak Spanish. And he has this catchphrase called... You don't? You took four years in high school. God damn it. Uh, his, he has a catchphrase called Zero Fear, or Zero Miedo, or Zero Fear. And he does a hand motion. Where yeah, I was like, what, why are you doing a hand motion? Sorry, he has a, I, I can't help it. It's become an instinct. He has a hand motion where he does zero, and he holds up his uh, uh, fingers. And he moves his hands down, the three, like, ring finger... So you're making the OK sign, and you're yeah. flipping it upside down. And to an M, and the M is Miedo, which means fear. But he had this he had this great storyline where he was attacking people and then he started attacking one of the announcers who was an old school wrestler who's retired now, but he did like death matches and shit. Like real bloody wrestling. And he's like, I will fight you because my master told me to and the guy's like, dude, I'm retired. I if I wrestle I die again. <laughs> again. So, <laughs> the guy pours gasoline on the announcer and threatens to light him on fire if he doesn't wrestle him. Oh my god. I know. The storyline was really good. Holy so he shit. does. So he does. And it's called. And they had a death match where it had like uh, glass, like, you know, the like, collagen glass light, light bulbs? They were breaking those on top of each other. Damn. They had the thumbtack spot, which is when someone gets slammed down thumbtacks, which you can't fake that there were thumbtacks inside of people. Oh. Uh, and in the end, it turns out the guy's master was the guy he was wrestling. Whoa. Yeah, because the, the announcer guy has like a weird, I, I don't want to say split personality thing, because he has a split personality thing. And then in season two, uh, Pentagon went darker, where he fought, he got rid of all his like internalized fear, and now he's Pentagon dark. <laughs> I know, it's so ridiculous, <laughs> and I love it. And then he attacked his master again, because he, he failed to win the like big belt. In, in Lucha Underground, so he attacks his master with a uh, barb, like a barbed wire bat, and is cutting his forehead. It, and that's like one of the last scenes of the of the season two. Holy shit! Because he's like, you have failed me. You did not train me good enough. You are no. I'm getting rid of you. How did they fake that? That no, they didn't. They didn't. Well, oh my god, um, dude, scarred for life. Uh, that's there is a thing in wrestling called blading. Uh, it used to be really popular. Well, popular it used to be a thing they do. Where, in order to make a hit look really serious, they would have a small razor blade that they'd sneak in and hide. And then when someone hit you, they'd go, oh, I cover, they'd cover their face and then cut their forehead. And blood would come down. And they would it'd sometimes take, a, like, a blood thinner pill beforehand, so it really looks like blood's coming down. Uh, it used to be really popular, but it's also kind of dangerous. Uh, in WWE, it's now, like, actually illegal. Like, if you're caught bleeding, you get fined. Oh, okay. But, yeah, you 
you can't fake that shit. He was wrestlers used to do it all the time. Some wrestlers, their foreheads, foreheads look scarred up as fuck because they bladed too much in the past. <laughs> that sounds so like fucking extreme. Look, like, well, yo, we bladed too much. Look at if you ever uh, look at Triple H's forehead, it's. You can tell it's really scarred up. Oh, poor guy. I mean, not, not really. The dude is literally, like, third in line to run uh, the WWE in real life. I mean, this is their chosen profession. Yeah, like, it's not... It's it's a part of acting skill. It's like when you someone is acting and they do something extreme. It's all in the job. Yeah. Uh, it's all in the job description. But yeah, I I like... Those are, those are some of the current guys. There's a lot of guys I like, too. Is there, like, a season or like storyline that you like best oh there's a lot of storylines i like um i said best jesus christ i actually think i have one uh it's from lucha underground again lucha underground is really good because it's it's new like you could go back and watch its first two seasons in a couple days a couple weeks and be prepared for the third season coming out in, in september uh <laughs> a little plug there for a thing i'm not uh being paid by but uh it's it's shot more like a Tarantino Robert Rodriguez movie like it's obviously fictionized because there's magic and shit going on there's literally an undead did man. you say magic yeah there is there is a dude called Mil Mortes he is a dead man <laughs> he has a woman controlling him with a magic stone oh my god they've but it's because they're telling really convincing stories that you can like buy into stuff like this you know it's fake but yeah it's a but really you want to believe it yeah. but it, it's like anything else it's a show but one of my favorite storylines they did in the second season, uh, there's a female wrestler called Sexy Star. Don't la- <laughs> don't laugh at her name. She has more abs than you ever will. She's she's really great. Her character is uh, in the past. She has been abused and beaten, and she grew up in a really rough time. And lucha libre and wrestling helped her grow self confident and become a person who can fight back. She learned she has she fights back for herself. And her, the mask she wears is a representation of her, like, feminist ideals. Cool. She's a really great wrestler. Uh, and Lucha Underground has mixed genders fighting, because the women are as strong as the men. There's cool. no, like, women fight women and men fight men. It's, if you are in our temple of violence, you fight whoever the fuck you fight. Awesome. It's really good. I'm into that. Uh, at the end of season two, Sexy Star gets kidnapped by Marty the Moth. <laughs> Who, yes, no, he's laughable. He is a creepy, gross son of a bitch <laughs> who kidnaps a woman and ties her up with rope. And the uh, it's implied that all through the break between season one and two, uh, him and his sister Mariposa, who I believe is Spanish for moth, I don't know if that's true or not, she has something to do with moths, uh, they, are, they psychologically torture Sexy Star. Aww. And they, they let her go in the beginning of season two so she can go back to the temple. Uh, which is what they call the wrestling arena that they fight for in uh, Lucha Underground. And Sexy Star is, like, mentally scarred the first half of the season. Like, if she sees these two people, she breaks down. She Aww. she has been broken. And it's slowly but surely she's building herself up. Uh, she has a support structure of a friend called uh, The Mac who is the coolest bro. He has, an, he has a bit of an afro. That's awesome. He does, he does, uh, stol, st- cold, stol, cold stone, that's not the right words, stone cold Steve, Steve Austin's, uh, main move, the stunner. It was really funny. They had a match at the end of season one, uh, uh the Mac, and it was like a street fight kind of match, and he finds like, uh, 
uh, what's it called? Like an ice box. And he hits the, his opponent with it and it opens up and there's beers in it. And he's like, <laughs> alright! And he does the Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff where he opens the beers and bashes them in front of the guy's face, blinding him. Pours the beers on his face, like, drinking them. And then does the stunner where he kicks the guy and, like, d- uh, n- uh, neck breaks him. Oh my god. It was, the the announcer went insane. He was like, <laughs> stunner! He was, he was saying it like it was, like, a WWE style. Movie. It was so good. <laughs> It's why I really like Lucha Underground. But he was helping her. But the story is her herself, like, helping. Like, he is just a support structure. He is there to make sure that she's she can do this on her own. That's so sweet. Uh, and it comes it co- as kind of two, like, big climax things. The first one is uh, the guy who runs the thing. He's seen what happened to Sexy Star. Like, he knows something bad has happened. And he knows it involves Marty the Moth and his sister. So he goes, all right. I know the only way to solve this is with violence because that is the only way I know how to solve all my problems. <laughs> that that is his character to a T. I'm giving I'm putting you and Mariposa in a I quit match, except because everything has a Spanish flair, a Hispanic flair, which is really good. Uh, it's a no mas match, and and the rule is this: you can do whatever you want to your opponent. You just have the you win when you make them say I quit, or in this case, no mas. And this is. A barbarian's fight. It's bloody and it's violent. And this is something you don't see in women's wrestling in WWE at all. Like, a violent, hard match. And it's so good. They fight all over the temple. There's all these really great spots. Uh, at one point, Mariposa picks up Sexy Star by her feet and bashes her against the announce Holy desk. Holy shit, what? It's, uh, my, favorite, my favorite bit is Mariposa has Sexy Star in a like, uh, uh, submission move. And the, the, the referee, the only reason he's there is to hold a mic to, so you can, everyone can hear you say, I quit. And she just yells, and he's like, do you quit? Do you quit? And he puts the mic in Sexy Star's face, and she just yells, fuck you. Oh my and god. It's the, and everyone, and the audience goes wild. That's amazing. It's my favorite moment. And she wins. Like, she, she had to win. She had to. I mean, like, if she didn't, I would cry right now. I know. It's, it's so, this is, wrestling storytelling is so singular but it works so well when it's good. This It was great. Uh, and then later, uh, they in the season finale, they have a thing called the Gift of the Gods. Uh, in WWE, there's a thing called the Money in the Bank briefcase. It's a briefcase with a contract inside, and you can trade it in for a match with the uh, world champion, whatever, anytime you want. And you can just be like, oh, that guy just had a really hard match. I'm going to cash in, beat the shit out of them, and get the, and get the championship right now. It's it, it sometimes storytelling wise works really well. Like the most recent one was really great, but sometimes it really doesn't. It's it's kind of a crap shot. Uh, Lucha Underground is something similar where they have a seven person tournament. They have they have a tournament to get seven people essentially. Uh, each of them wins a Aztec medallion, which in story is a legit ancient Aztec piece of gold. <laughs> I know it's so crazy. And then they put the they have to put those medallions in the belt. And whoever puts them in a belt is is entered into this, like, seven-way elimination match. Also, they're magnetized, so it looks like they just, like, zoom in like magic. Awesome. It's, it's done really well. <laughs> uh, Sexy Star won one, and so did Mario the Moth and Mariposa. And they're having the big match, and it's basically down to those three. And Marty the Moth and Mariposa are double-teaming uh, Sexy Star. And she's like, this is a hard match. Like, she's not... It looks like she's, like... 
not going to win. But she pulls up her inner reserves, and she knocks one of them out, and then it's just her and Mariposa. Then she wins by a submission move, and it, she wins the Gift of the Gods tournament. Awesome. Uh, also, you can trade the Gift of the Gods thing in for a match with the Lucha Underground champion. Sorry. I had a tangent there, but I got excited and <laughs> forgot about it. But the idea was, you know, in the No Moss match, she regained her confidence and beat one of her tormentors. In this match, she beat both of her tormentors at once and is now no longer just the old sexy star, but someone even stronger. Awesome. Like, it's what, possibly one of my favorite recent storylines. Cool. It gets me really... I, I, I love I love uh, uh, good wrestling storytelling because when, <laughs> when it has logic, when it's, when it's properly done, it's really good. So you've talked about a lot of good wrestling stories. Let's go to the other end. <laughs> bad wrestling stories? Yeah, let's do oh. it. What's your favorite bad one? There's a lot. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of just minor one, minor things that they've done that makes me scratch my head and hate the product. Uh, What's are, one that like really sticks out and you really want to talk about? This one happened recently. I've, I've talked. I, I probably because I've talked about it recently that I remember it. Um, there's this dude named Rusev. He is a Bulgarian brute. He's this big Bulgarian man who's really fast for his size. And he, his girlfriend at the time was Lana, the ravishing Russian. And she is a sexy Russian lady. Because... Because why not? Um, the crowd started getting behind her. Like, they started really liking her. And Rusev is a bad guy, so no one's supposed to like him. And he started blaming her for all the matches he was losing. So he go, he fires her and he breaks up with her. Wait, so wait, wait, he... Fires. She's like his manager. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I uh, thought you meant like he fires her from being no, his no, no. girlfriend. No, no. He brings up with her, and she <laughs> she was also kind of his manager, so he fires her from that. You're fired from being my girlfriend. So then he starts dating. Uh, well, she starts dating this dude named Dolph Ziggler. His name is dumb, but he's really cool. <laughs> that is Dolph Ziggler's character in a nutshell. <laughs> that is eight years of that character and one put into one thing. His name is dumb, but he is cool. Uh, he starts dating her, and she starts dressing it all in, like, jean, like, jean jackets and like jean Like, denim skirts. on yes. denim on denim. She has Canadian suits on. Damn. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird and out of nowhere. And then Rusev starts dating uh, this woman called Summer Rae, and he makes her dress like his ex-girlfriend. He makes her dress like Lana. Oh, gross. And he he's, like, still obsessed with Lana. I'm describing this story, and it's... I, I, when I say it aloud, it doesn't sound that bad, right? It, I guess. It, it really is. It's worse <laughs> than what I'm saying. Because it was just the same match every week of these of jealous man fights man to beat up his girlfriend, but even though he can't beat her up. And he's like, I hate you, Lana. I don't masturbate to you. Not. <laughs> and then they started, because it was a love dumb shape, right? Like a love triangle with yeah. a fourth person. Love dumb shape. <laughs> then they started a story they started they added to the storyline where Summer Rae tricks everyone into thinking he, she slept with Dolph Ziggler so it's like oh she cheated on Dolph Ziggler cheated on his girlfriend and Summer Rae is acting like the victim but we saw her sneak into the bathroom with, that he was in and then run out with a towel giggling like and he was just like hey she stole my clothes like we the audience saw this oh. the audience saw this we know this is that's not what happened. And it's just like this dumb 
tire spinning storyline that everyone's like, I really hate this. These are characters I like, and you're ruining them. <laughs> oh, man. But this is my favorite part of it. In real life, Lana and, and uh, Rusev were still dating. Uh-huh. And then he asked her to marry him. And oh. she, on her, like, private Instagram, she was like, uh, he asked me to marry him, I'm his fiance now. And showed the ring. That got leaked to the internet and TMZ. Oh my god. So the story got leaked, and it ruined the storyline. Oh my god. This storyline went on for about, like, three to six months. Damn. Like, it went on far too long. That was one of the really bad parts about it. But, the but the best part was, it ended because someone did something stupid. <laughs> That's amazing. Anything else you'd want to talk about? Uh, wrestling is really... I like wrestling because it's cool storylines. Like, it's cool storytelling from a really interesting perspective. Uh, there's a really great video called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. It's it's done by Max Landis. Uh, it's the... It's the in-canon storyline of Triple H over the his 14-year career at the time. And it's it shows a logical narrative progressive arc of Triple H throughout that time and the fact that you were able to do that I think is really cool and I think is really amazing and I I like the fact that you can do that with other characters too the fact that there's like a logical like progression yeah yeah, of of wrestling it's kind of mind blowing because (laughs) you don't think of it yeah when you think about wrestling you think oh it's just something really stupid Mm -hmm. Um, kids like it some adults like um blah blah blah. Yeah. And then you think you look at it, it's like, whoa, wrestling goes way deep. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling is it, it's it's like a it's like a cesspool. No, that's a really bad comparison. <laughs> it's it's like there's a lot of layers to it. You and on the front it looks like it's just something incredibly simple, like, oh wrestling, I get wrestling, it's yeah, people like fake just, fighting. Yeah, just buff guys but beating on each other. It's it's and acting. Girls. It's it's acting and it's storytelling. It's improv because when they're in the ring, uh, sometimes wrestlers don't like figure out what they're doing beforehand. So they're doing crazy things with each other, like dangerous, legitimately dangerous moves. But they're all improvising it off of like the off the off the cuff, right? And also, wrestling now is a lot different than wrestling was. Wrestling before was big beefy men beating each other up. Right, that is what wrestling was. Yep. Wrestling now is kind of like faster people doing more flips, doing uh, exciting stunts. So it's more showy. Yeah, it's show, and it still has its core, like you know, people be big guys beating each other up. Right. But now there's depth. Now there's uh, the, one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, his name is Ricochet, and in Lucha Underground, he's Prince Puma. Uh, <laughs> He has, a, he has a t-shirt and he's been an advocate for the idea that wrestling is art. That, like any other creative endeavor, if this is an art form that he has staked his life on. And I think it's really true. I mean, yeah. They're pretty much acrobats now. I mean, they could join the circus. No problem. Wow! Thank you for completely derailing my argument there. <laughs> saying it as a bad thing. I love the circus. Yeah, okay. Uh, actually, it's kind of interesting. Wrestling started in uh, circuses and freak shows. Wrestling, wrestling... So it's kind of great that I said something like this. Yeah. They could have joined... They don't have to join the circus. They're already in the circus. Wrestling... Uh, what wrestling is now started off as a 
uh, sideshow to it was like you know the strong men who bend metal rods and yeah. stuff. They would they would have fights between them, but the fights were obviously faked, you know, because you can't have your good merchandise kill each other. Right, and you know they're circus peoples; they look out for each other. Yeah. So and that evolved into uh, what was known as the territorial age, where you'd have like wrestler wrestling uh, promotions in areas, and that area would be its own wrestling thing. And then WWE came along, and then Vince McMahon uh, Jr. came along, and he bought up all the territories, and it was crazy. <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling is a weird... Like, if you ever look at the history of wrestling, it's a really weird, wild ride. They admitted it was fake once. Like, multiple times. We ever... No, modern... I mean, like, everybody knew that. No, so not in the... Back in the day, people thought it was real. Oh, right. Like, I mean, yeah, okay. But uh, if, you were, if you were an insider, and if you knew the business... You and if you were like not a fan, you knew it was fake. If you were if you were a fan, you probably knew it was fake, but you didn't care because it was fun. Right. That's what modern day is. But there were a lot of people who seriously thought wrestling was real. Uh, one of my favorite stories I heard uh, is there was a a classic bad guy, a classic heel who was really hated, even by the like the audience absolutely hated this man. He died. I want to say of like old age, but I could be wrong. And he got there was a standing ovation at his death. Holy yeah. shit. But it was, it uh, the the person who wrote the thing is, this was the greatest, like, way to send off a uh, a bad guy wrestler. People cheering his death. Wow. Because that means he played that character that well. That's amazing. Wrestling, wrestling is essentially Shakespeare in the Park, except with more tables, ladders, and chairs. <laughs> Alright, this concludes our wrestling podcast. I'm Connor Kent. Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> I'm gonna shake my... Uh, if you want to watch more wrestling stuff, but you don't want to actually get into wrestling, I suggest watching uh, The Mark Remark by Lo Crabo, uh, S- Sidewalk Slam by Loading Ready Run. It's a great podcast. Uh, when it comes out, it's really fun. They could just go over the latest episodes like for about a month back because they're really they they don't come out that often. And uh, watch Lucha Underground because it's fucking good. <laughs> find find it if you can. I'm Adam. I have a Twitter. It's at MangaHead. I have, I have a blogspot. It's anime reviews or stuff.blogspot.com. I'm, being, I'm, having, I'm having a head shaking at me. You can find this podcast at thefeelscast.wordpress.com or on our Tumblr at feelscast.tumblr.com and on YouTube, which you can also access through the, the Tumblr. Tumblr page. Correct. You are, sir. And now we must bid our farewells. I love it, Maggle. Goodbye.